Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? Alright, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey guys, it's Streaming Wasteland with Ringo and Greg. I was about to do it again, Greg. Say hi, Greg. <laughs> say hi. Hi, Greg. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, we're starting stronger. <laughs> That G started creeping up on my tongue. I was like, that's the stop, stop. <laughs> Greg just went over all the names on the movie that that we just watched with me to make sure that I could pronounce them. And now I'm worried because I couldn't, I almost didn't even pronounce Ringo correctly. Jeez. I'm a suggestion getting in your brain, right? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to this week, man? Oh, man. This week I've been watching a lot of stuff on YouTube about. Well, podcasting, writing, etc. I've been real obsessed with uh, Brandon McNulty's channel. I've watched a bunch of his videos. We also watched that. I know I watched the whole thing. I'm pretty sure you watched the whole thing. Schnee talking about how he analyzes anything. It was Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. It's not something I will necessarily take on for myself, but it it was really, really interesting. Other than that, this week, been watching a lot of old familiar favorites. We watched a lot of Love It or List It this week. And I get so frustrated with that show for two reasons. One, the people are dicks to yeah. both the, the real estate agent and the designer. I don't. I know it's for TV and good on the producers for making TV that makes me feel angry. But some of these people are just fucking unreasonable pricks. They're like, oh, well, we want you to basically add half a house to our house because we don't have space. And the designer's like, well, I mean, I, I guess I could. How much money do I have? And they're like, 150 bucks. <laughs> and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. You want me to do that for $150? Well, I guess I could take a look at it. She takes a look. She comes back. She's like, yeah, I can't give you a whole half of a house for $150. What I can do is give you a new bathroom and a new basement like you were hoping. And they're like, wow, unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you. I wish that the, the hosts had the option to walk away from a couple. You right. know, when they're just being dicks, we just see Hillary and David have decided, fuck this. They've pulled the ripcord <laughs> and these two are left on their fucking own. <laughs> but yeah, and then there's always the other person who's yelling at the real estate agent. It's your job to find us a house. And I'm like, this guy knows what his fucking job is. He's a real estate agent. Your job is to just go to the houses and give him feedback without all the assholeness. Mm-hmm. And on a side note, some of these people are way too butthurt about traffic noise. They're always, I'd say once every three or four episodes, they go to a house that's near a street. And people are like, oh, I can't hear you because of the road. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. Grow up in San Jose, bitch. Like, well, you want to okay. know about road noise? I live next to a freeway for the first 38 years of my life. So, so shut the fuck up. So my wife and I were watching one where the, these people were trying to find a, find a house. And the real estate agent found them a house that was 15 minutes away. And the guy was like, that's too far away. And I was like, motherfucker, I drive an hour and a half to get to work. And it's not California hour and a half. This is legitimate. I have to drive goddamn 10 miles, not 10 miles. It was 30 to 40 miles to go ahead and get to work because the damn place is all the way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere. Right. 
But yeah, and then the other thing that always pisses me off is that they always have shit strewn everywhere in their houses. Right. It makes me wonder if the producers tell them, like, yeah, just make a mess in your house. Because they're always like, we have so much stuff and nowhere to put it. And I was like, it looks like the only place you've put it is on the floor. Yeah. There's no way that you've ever stored anything. It's mounds of clothes piled high. We saw one where they were griping about not having a good flow in the basement, but this lady had her exercise bike blocking a doorway. And we're just like, well, I wonder if that would be part of the flow problem there. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I just point out many times, a lot of these couples that have a kid or two, they always mention, oh, the kids' toys are everywhere. And my wife just responds with, have you ever heard of a, a chest, maybe a toy chest to put their crap in? You've got yeah, $90,000 for a, a reno. You think you could spend 100 bucks on a box for their toys? Maybe, maybe be the adult and tell them, go pick your shit up. Yeah, it's ridiculous how often that comes up in these shows. I curse Max for putting all of these shows at my fingertips now, but at the same time, I bless them because I love these shows so much. I fell asleep last night watching Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. That was a good time. Nice. Don't love that Guy Fieri was out there shaking hands with Donald Trump at a UFC fight, but he did all that before he made, or after he made Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, so I suppose whatever. Yeah, Maybe, you know, maybe it was before he even realized, you know, any of us knew exactly what we were getting into with. No, no, it was, it was last week. So, oh, what we all know. Yeah, it was on Saturday. Oh, 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 yeah. I'm not thrilled about that. So I guess maybe that's going out of my rotation for a while because he also hasn't said anything like, oh, I didn't realize or I thought it would be awkward. Hmm. Which isn't a good excuse either. Yeah, it feels awkward to leave somebody hanging, but if that person's a wannabe dictator who's on trial for, you know, a shitload of espionage, I think I'd just leave them hanging. Right? Yeah, and then you'd be praised for that, honestly, because that, that's that moment of mic drop. Oh, shit, he got him! <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or people would just be, the other half of the people would just be like, what an asshole, he is the president, or was yeah. the president, depending on how feral hey. they are. Hey, you know what? I also like to play, you know, Imagination Land. That's why I play D&D, all right? <laughs> I would hate to play D&D with these people. My character's uh, not dead. He's actually secretly running the whole game. I'm like, oh, okay. That's when you throw the, the DM book at him and go, okay, fine. Here you go. I'm leaving. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I don't know. Stop playing Imagination. The Trump lost. Get over it. He absolutely Jeez. did lose, and... You don't have any evidence that he didn't, because otherwise you would have brought it forward. What have you been watching this week? So, the movie that we're going to be talking about is super, you know, difficult and confusing to to deal with. And I apparently decided to double down, because legitimately, right after watching this, I watched Mad God. I have heard so much about Mad God for years, and I've been trying to get my hands on it. But it was an IFC indie film. That wasn't on any streaming platforms, and the only way to go ahead and get it was to find it in hole-in-the-wall places that sold physical copies. Well, suddenly it popped up on Amazon, and I rented it and started watching it. And I got to tell you, I didn't know what the hell I was getting into. I've just seen clips of it, and the clips made it look unhinged and insane and all this. And it was. It really was. But I don't know how to explain what the hell I watched, because it starts off with you following a guy who is falling from the sky in a capsule that 
maybe attached to a balloon. You don't really know, but you later on find out that it's just craned down or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And the farther down he goes, it's kind of like Dante's Inferno. The deeper he goes, the more fucked up shit gets. And he dies, and then there's a second area that goes even deeper, and you watch another person that's similar to him. I don't even know if it was a person going even deeper, and I I, I don't know what the fuck I watched. I just know that I sat there for an hour after it going, what the fuck did I just watch? I liked it. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to talk about it, other than it was grotesque. It was violent. It was gory as shit. I feel like there was a message there, but I don't know what the message was. <laughs> the goddamn artsy film from IFC that some fucking director put together with his students. And apparently it's taken 20 plus years to go ahead and produce this thing. And I, I, I really wish I understood what the hell I watched because, God, it was something. I'm not yeah, ecstatic let's... about it. <laughs> I'll have to check this out because it sounds really interesting. Apparently it was nominated for Best Animated Feature for the seattle film critics awards this nice this last year right we uh we see this bleak and awful world that is isn't simply abandoned by god but actively punished for it jesus that actually makes the the whole thing a little bit more comprehensive to me and it it took 30 years god damn this movie took 30 years to make it sounds like it so what i can see here on wikipedia is that this guy had the idea and began filming a little bit of what would have been when he was working on RoboCop 2, but then he went to work on Jurassic Park, decided that stop motion was later, and then tw- or stop motion was over, and then 20 years later, he picked up work again. So it's not really 30 years to make so much as like he had the idea a long time ago and then went back to it. Okay. Still, that's a long time to you know get started and then kind of pause for a moment. It's true. Speaking of movies that took a long time to make, you want to talk about this week's movie? Yeah, let's see how many names I can butcher, even though you helped me out with them. <laughs> well, it's okay. I didn't use the word sight. Every week, it's going to be something new. All right. So this week, we took on 2018's The Man Who Killed Don Quixote on Peacock. Today is a marvelous day for adventures. This movie is starring Adam Driver as Toby, Jonathan Price as Don Quixote, Olga Kirilenko as Jackoy. Jackie. Jackie, Jesus. That's all right. That's a super weird spelling of Jackie. Yeah. Spanish, I believe. I'm not entirely sure. Or French. Or either yeah, way. Good point. And then we got Stellan Skarsgård as the boss. It's interesting that they didn't give him a name. Yeah, I thought that they named him in the movie as well, but apparently not. So. Mm. Yeah, because Jackie was his wife. Jonah Ribiera as Angelica. Toby is a cynical but supposedly genius film director who finds himself trapped in this outrageous delusion of an old Spanish shoemaker who believes himself to be Don Quixote. In the course of their comic and increasingly surreal adventures, Toby is forced to confront the tragic repercussions of a film he made in his idyllic youth, a film that changed the hopes and dreams of a small, small Spanish village forever. Can Toby make amends and regain his humanity? Can Don Quixote survive his madness and imminent death? Or will love conquer all? This movie was something else. And Greg and I ended up talking about it a little bit. And I think that both of us were kind of at a loss for words. Because this movie was something. There was so much going on. And at times it just kind of leaves you in the dust. And you're kind of left trying to figure out what's going, what just happened and why did it just happen. I know that 
I ended up getting stuck on one of the scenes where the screen has now gone with a vignette kind of overlay, kind of, in my opinion, trying to showcase that Don Quixote has maybe taken over as the storyteller for that moment. I don't know. Like I said, there were these little details that kind of just popped up that really kind of made me question what is going on here. Yeah, this was a weird movie and it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that made me work to both keep up with it and understand it. And I'm not sure I did, but it seems like the movie is mostly a retelling of Don Quixote, which I'd love to be all smart and be like, Oh, obviously I've read it, but I don't think I have. If I have, it's bits and pieces and certainly not the whole thing. Apparently this movie took 29 years to make because it kept getting flooded and shut down and et cetera, et cetera. There's two different documentaries about the making of this movie. So that's pretty interesting. This is, I meant to write this in our intro, but this is from director Terry Gilliam of the, uh, What's that? Monty Python fame. There we go. I couldn't think of his the the group name all of a sudden. I was like the coconut guys. But yeah, he he put this together. He has done a lot of movies that have done well. This movie is this movie is weird. This movie is really, really odd. It does not stick with conventional narrative or um storytelling style, I guess. There's a lot of scenes where you cut from one thing happening to another thing and it just happens. And normally I'd be pretty upset by that, but because it's how the entire movie is, you just agree. You're supposed to sit there and, and be taken on this journey by the director. And so you can kind of tell about 15 minutes into the movie, if you're going to like it or not, if you're going to be able to take this journey, because it cuts a lot and the scenes shift a lot and you, hmm, what's that? says, and you almost sound like social contract. Okay, take me on this ride. And if you agree to it, it's a it's a really interesting thing. Uh, a movie I haven't seen a movie this unique in a while. This is really in a land where we are constantly like, oh, I've seen this movie a thousand times, but done different. Or this is like this movie, but worse. This is kind of a breath of fresh air. I don't know that it's good. But it certainly kept me on my toes, if not a little bit confused a lot of the times. I do think that if you know the reference material, it seems like you might get more out of the movie because you'd be able to identify various scenes like, oh, that's supposed to be this. Oh, that's supposed to be that. But I got to say that Jonathan Price's Don Quixote stole the show for me. He was fantastic the entire time. I was legitimately sad when he died. That was one of that. I wouldn't say it broke my heart, but I was like, oh, right. I was just like, why? Loyal squirrels. Yeah. And overall, I think it's a it's a weird movie. It's it's fun. It kind of feels like a fever dream sometimes. Mm-hmm. I legitimately thought that the end of this movie was going to be him waking up from a dream. I'm kind of glad that it wasn't because I would have cheapened it a little bit because I called that it was a dream about halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, I liked it. I think it's fun. Yeah. I got to tell you, after watching this, I was elated. I was actually probably happier than I've been in a moment after watching some of the movies that we've watched. In fact, actually watching a lot of movies that I've watched in the last couple of years. I was weirdly happy. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but this movie made me happy. Yeah, like, it's like a it's a thinker, right? Yeah, but it's not. But it's not a thinker because it's trying to teach you about the complexities of the universe. It's a story told weird 
acted well. Yeah. And I think that it kind of, so you mentioned the, the YouTuber that you, you pointed out to me that, that was bringing Sneak. up. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of asking why questions, ask what questions. And I'm kind of curious if going into this, if I was to rewatch this and ask what questions instead of why is this happening? Why are they doing that? Why? Maybe, maybe I'd have a better concept of what's going on, but I don't think so. I, I think I would need to watch this six or seven more times. Yeah, this is definitely a movie that could stand up to repeat viewings to see if you can string everything together. Yeah. But it also feels like it's a movie that you don't need to do that for. Yeah, it's cause, I mean, fun on its own. <laughs> like, I enjoyed it the first time. Yeah, it's... I hesitate to use the word cute because I think it's diminutive or, or it can be used in a diminishing way. But this is a cute movie. It's stylized. It, it looks good for a lot of it. I didn't have the problems that I have with some movies where it's either too dark or too bright or too loud or too quiet. It's, it's well produced. And overall, I think that the the story tells itself and you just you just kind of go with it. Like I said, you... About halfway through the movie, you probably stop expecting to know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of like roll with whatever's going on and hope that you get enough context clues to figure it out. And generally you do. There's one scene in specific that led me to think that he was in a dream. And it's there's a scene. He has some Spanish gold that he found. And he's thinking, oh, I'm going to be rich. Toby does. And then he gets lost in the desert. and He falls into the sand pit. And he just lets the sands bury him with these gold coins. And his face is completely covered. We get the impression that he's dead. And that's when I thought he was going to wake up and he was in a dream. But then he wakes up clawing his way out of the sand. And where there was nothing before, there's a house and Don Quixote is there. And we're just, <laughs> we're back on the adventure. And there's no explanation. It's not like somebody's like, oh, you fell asleep, but I pulled you open or, you know, pulled you out of the sand. Nothing like that. It's just, let's move on. And yeah. I, I kind of like I hate it in the world building part of me hates it. The part that wants to understand every little aspect of what's happening in a movie. I don't care for it. But the bigger part of my brain that's just happy to go on an adventure. That part of my brain was absolutely for it. Yeah, right. And that moment that actually I was going to bring that that moment up. I was curious if Toby died because he he put the coins on his eyes similar how to how you would put coins on someone's eyes so that they could go down the river sticks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, does, is he, is Toby dying here? And then he didn't die. So I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I really thought he had died as well. That was where my brain went for the exact same reason, the, the coins on the eyes. But I also was, so after reading some about this movie and then reading some about how Don Quixote is presented with two separate texts that one is kind of a, general story with some side stories in it and the other one is several tales of don quixote put together in a second book i wonder if we're meant to believe or maybe it's like a wink to people who have read the book that the scene where he puts the coins on his eyes is us transitioning from one book to a different book ah maybe or at least to a different adventure i don't know because again i haven't read them because i can't read but I, I like that concept. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. that. That makes me happy. And so I guess that could make sense too, for why there aren't very many transition scenes from event to event in this movie. We basically end a section of adventure and then move on to the next one. If they're transitioning from story to story and plotline to plotline in the book and the, 
the through thread is basically that Don Quixote is in all of them, then this whole entire thing works pretty well in in telling that story, except that at the end of the day, it is a confusing kind of story because it is, it's not told linear, linearly and it's not told sequentially necessarily. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on there. I do think there's a really, so we've talked a lot about how this is about Don Quixote based, written by Miguel Cervantes. So I think we should talk a little bit about what the rest of the movie is. Toby is an advertising executive. He's a director type. He is in Spain and he goes to a bar one night and is given a copy of a student film that he shot it nearby in Spain as well. It was his thesis film. I'm not sure how film school works, but it won awards, etc. People really liked it. And in that movie, he had cast people from the village that was nearby is as playing roles in this movie. And he goes back to the village and he discovers that things haven't gone well in the village that the old man who he cast to play Don Quixote, who used to be a shoemaker now firmly believes that he is Don Quixote all the time. He has literally inherited that he's almost gone mad with it. And Angelica, the barmaid who was the daughter of one of the people in town, she, he told her that she could make it in Hollywood or in movies in general. And she was like, really? You think so? And so she went to pursue her dreams and failed miserably. And there's a scene later on in the movie where he meets with Angelica again after all this time. And he asks her, did I fuck you up too? And the amount of guilt that Adam driver put into that, like the actual remorse in his voice, I was like, God damn dude, they picked the right actor for this movie. Right. They did a really good job. This was originally at one point going to be Johnny Depp. And I think he would have done a good job too. It's hard to remember Johnny Depp pre Captain Jack Sparrow, but he is a, a good actor as well in other roles. I think he could have done a good job, yeah. but that scene right there. And I was like, fuck dude, that's, that's rough. He made this film thinking that he was going to elevate people, but all he's done is elevate himself. He finds himself making fucking commercials for, I, I don't even know what they were selling windmills. Were they actually selling wind energy? No, that- no, they were, they were selling uh, tequila. Was it tequila? That's what they yeah. were selling. Yeah, they were selling. <laughs> it was either tequila or vodka. It was it was one of those two. But it was for the Mexican guy. The uh, God, what's his name? The the Mexican guy that's that's playing king at the end. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Alexi. There was we go. Alexi Mexican. Uh, I don't think so. I thought he was Russian. Yeah, Russian. So vodka. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But the. Overall, that entire scene had a lot of power and gravitas. And I think that it's interesting that Adam Driver didn't want to be Sancho. Don Quixote starts calling him Sancho throughout the whole thing. Toby didn't want to be Sancho. But he got basically roped into the story and forced to be Sancho by a series of unfortunate events. The cop getting shot because Don Quixote doesn't know how guns work. The escape that he had to make because he knew nobody would believe that an old man with a lance did this. And he basically is kind of forced to go on this adventure, but it also forces him to recognize his kind of past demons and realize that maybe he's not the person he is, or maybe he's not the person he wants to be. And I think that's what the ending where, so at the end of the movie, Toby accidentally kills Don Quixote by knocking him down three flights of stairs. It's a very sad scene. Like we said earlier, I was legitimately sad. And then Toby gets hit in the head himself and starts thinking that he is Don Quixote. 
And he calls Angelica Sancho and they kind of were assumed go on adventures together. And I think maybe what we're supposed to take from that is that the only way he could kind of atone for the sins of his past is that he becomes Don Quixote and takes on this persona and goes around being the last chivalrous man. I don't know. That's, that's my read on that. I thought that was a good ending too. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked how they overlaid their voices. Yeah. And it was not fucking what I expected. Like like I've said on this podcast before, I actually really like when I don't know the end of a movie. I feel like if I've figured it out in 30 minutes, it's not that good a movie, not because it's so unoriginal or I'm such a genius, but for quite the opposite, right? I'm not that smart. And if I can pick it apart in 30 minutes and predict it, it's probably not that interesting. Whether or not it's good is a different story, but it's just not interesting. And the one thing you can't say about this movie is that it's, it's boring or uninteresting. This movie is, is all over the place. It is a spectacle, but it's definitely interesting. It's definitely unique. Yeah. This movie was something else. I think that to kind of give anyone that listens to this an idea of it, there's a, there's a moment where they go into a place where there's a bunch of, I guess, immigrants and they, I don't know if they're, I think they're illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really explain it, but they're Muslim, I think. And they're in this ramshackle, broken, busted castle-like building. And Don Quixote is injured and Toby is trying to find a way out. And during this, Don Quixote is asleep. Toby sneaks away. And as Toby sneaks downstairs, everybody has turned into medieval peasants as the Spanish Inquisition comes in through the the gates looking for Don Quixote. (laughs) And it's (laughs) like, are are they time traveling? I was left questioning. I was like, am I watching Doctor Who and not realizing it? Is this Doctor Who written as a different story? And then the rest of the movie wasn't in the past. It was in the present. But it wasn't in the present? Yeah, it was weird. And then especially that scene where he ends up fighting the other knight who's actually one of the villagers trying to get him to come back home. Mm-hmm. I I thought to myself, are we in the past? Have I misunderstood? Are they hopping between time? Yeah. And then it turns out that it's just the the citizens of the city that Don Quixote, the, the shoemaker, was from. And they've done this enough times that they know that they have to play it out to go ahead and convince Don Quixote to come home. And stop uh, gallivanting, or at least that's my assumption. I'm, I might be reaching on this. I'm not entirely sure, but that's how I felt after that scene played out. I mean, I think that that's correct. I got a scene correct? Oh, I mean, shit. You get them right sometimes. Sometimes. Everybody do. I know, but after last week, I, you know, I need... <laughs> well, I need to... <laughs> there, there's no names here. You're not trying to pronounce anything. <laughs> I, I pronounced Don Quixote. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, I didn't do what I, I did when I went to go talk to my wife and I called him Don... What the shit did I call him? Quixotti? No, no. Quijone. Quijones. <laughs> Don Cajones. Cajones. I mean, Don Cajones. kind of works, right? He's pretty ballsy. He's like, <laughs> no, I will fight. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think that'd be such a great selling book, but I yeah. think Don Cajones, Don Cajones is fucking... That needs to be the sequel. The man right. who made Don Cojones. <laughs> it's about like us it. making a podcast about this episode. I like it. Super meta. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think overall, I'd, I'd, oh, hmm. 
I'd recommend this movie, but I definitely want to say a little bit about it first. I wouldn't go into it just completely blind thinking that, oh, it'll just be an adventure movie, thinking it's going to be something like Indiana Jones, thinking that it's going to be like The Mummy. This is not those movies. I don't want to call it cerebral or psychedelic because it's not really either one of those things, but it certainly is not what you're expecting when you hear that it's an adventure movie and that it's based on Don Quixote. So I don't know. I'd recommend it, but again, cautiously. And I certainly wouldn't recommend it to somebody who's not into this sort of thing. If you're talking to somebody who is much more of an action movie buff or looking for like a historical drama, et cetera, I, I would say pass on this. If you're now on the flip side, I realize I didn't do this in the last episode we recorded. I might go edit it in later, but if you do like this movie, I would definitely check out fear and loathing in Las Vegas or natural born killers. Those both have surreal elements to them that are in line with what you get in this movie. You'd probably enjoy those too. Yeah. For me, if someone was to ask me to recommend a movie, I would, I'd recommend this one, but I think I would ask first, are you willing to watch a weird movie that's going to leave you confused and not confused in a bad way where you're going to be like, that was stupid, confused as in, I want to know more, but I don't know where to go. Because I think that's where I was left. And... And it might leave you excited or happy or in the case of this, I was honestly contemplating watching this enough times that I could go ahead and pretend to be Don Quixote as I went and read all this stuff off. But that's a lot of effort. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of effort. And you got other stuff to do, man. Yeah. Plus, as we've known, as our audience has learned as of last week's episode, I struggle when I'm in front of the mic. So sooner or later, I was going to go ahead and break character. That being said, if someone was to ask me to recommend something, I would definitely recommend this. I think this was a good movie. I think I think it's yeah. worth watching. Yeah, I definitely I agree. This is a a good fun movie. Uh, I don't have yeah, I don't have anything further to add. Why don't you go ahead and take us out? All right. So with that being said, you know you can go ahead and find us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Threads. I remembered this time. YouTube, TikTok, and am I missing anything? Nope, you got them all. Cool. And give us a like, give us a rating, go ahead and download on any of those podcast platforms and then delete almost immediately afterwards. If you don't want to keep it, you're not going to hurt our feelings, but you'll definitely help us out and share us with uh, your friends, your family, your children, your dogs, your animals, make them all listen to it. We need more listens. That's what I'm asking for. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you can have your dog or cat, leave a comment. That'd be adorable. Oh, hell yeah. We'll, we'll read them off on the next episode if there are any dog or cat comments. Or at least Woof. Meow. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to say good night. Have a good one. Greg, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.